What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT Spring Breakin'. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the big event from NXT. And, of course, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? To do this, yes, it's be the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Speaking, I'm not that broke yet. Uh, Vinny, what do you think about this card? 
other night. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, spring break in was solid. This was, was good. Suck. <laughs> huh? did it. I thought it was gonna suck. Oh yeah, I did too. Uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, some of which <laughs> we'll get into throughout the show because some of the concerns that we had uh, going into the show were addressed. Um, not quite the way you would expect normal people to address shit, but they were addressed. So were addressed. of course we kicked things off with um this weird vignette opens with pretty deadly the nxt tag team champions who are celebrating the spring weather and their title victory uh they basically preview the card poke fun at the creed brothers previous loss in the gauntlet match and then they jump into a pool and that kicks off the show uh, I, once again i don't like these guys i don't know if they were acting like men or acting like women but they mm, just know yes boy ahead. they are metrosexuals <laughs> <laughs> they look like a bunch of wannabe groupies. No, they they are look they look like guys who spend way too much time <laughs> at this at a salon. Like more t- like more time than a dude should. Like they are they're they're met they are the mo- they are very, very, very metro. Very metro. Very we yes boy, they are metro. Life, we just don't know. Yeah, they're 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 straight. They're just spend more time getting ready than a girl does, which is which any girl will tell you is creepy oh yeah what are they supposed to do okay we didn't need that but all right then moving on what you don't think that's creepy it is creepy but what you just did which is creepier okay but guys zach didn't listen to the regular guys back in the day so he's not gonna get that reference anyway um (laughs) we're gonna kick things off with our first official match of the evening for the north american championship cameron grimes defends the title against carmelo hayes and solo sequoia this right here was actually stellar i thought it was really good i know I'm, I'm with you, Vinny, about um, triple threat matches, but this was actually good. There was a couple of spots, but not that many, but it was physical for a second, though. I thought Soli was actually going to win. He hit that uh, finisher of his, and then Cameron Grimes took the advantage, and one, two, three, Cameron Grimes wins. Vinny. Yeah, I enjoyed the pacing of the match. Uh, I liked how everything moved fluently, and very few things, if any, looked stupid or off balance. Like, this was that a very well, well done triple threat. And Trick Williams didn't get involved either, so. That was yeah. weird. I know, I know, right? You literally have a match with no disqualification because automatically triple threats are no DQ. And Trick Williams doesn't get involved at all. Like... Why the fuck is he even there? If you got a manager and you're not and you're not and you're a heel and the manager's not gonna have an interference spot, fucking keep him in the back. They don't need to be there. That's a waste. Do something. Grab a leg. Anything. Like I'm not saying Carmelo had to win. He should not have won this match. He was the one guy who should not have won this match. But still. But either way, fantastic fight. Great pacing. Um, in the end, Carmelo Hayes. I mean, no, no. In the end, Cameron Grimes. Sorry. Uh, pinned <laughs> Sequoia to retain the NXT North American title. So. Sequoia definitely I think he's done like he was which which is why again I didn't like the fact there's a triple threat because Solo's supposed to say I got next well you just got pinned so you're definitely not next no. although Carmelo might try to make another case which I'm not gonna like because I'm done with him in the North American title hunt well I agree with you on that there sir alright but yeah I agree with you there man ladies and gentlemen boys and girls, this was actually a good opening match and a good finish to it too but what's next we will see moving yeah. on yes so we cut to another vignette we see Mandy Rose, who is going to tan and is planning a trip to the beach with the rest of Toxic Attraction. Uh, Wendy Chu sneaks in and tampers with a tanning machine and sets and changes the time. And Rose emerges and is remarkably burnt. Uh, Gigi and JC decide to go to the beach without her and basically tell her she looks like a strawberry. <laughs> 
Oh god, this right here was just too good. I was like, oh boy. I was like, I was like, oh boy. I was like, this right here, I enjoyed it. But I don't know why I was there, but then again, it was pretty funny. The Mandy Rose to come out and look like a strawberry. Oh yeah, I mean that's the thing about most tanning beds. Some people go in there and they get a nice tan. Uh, other people come out and they look really red. Uh, and then you got some people that come out of the tanning bed and they look like what I like to call a barbecue Dorito. <laughs> Yes, that is a term I came up with because I would see, and I, I swear to God, because when I went to high school, and that's where I came up with this term, I would see these girls, they were obviously white girls, who were hot as fuck, but then over the summer, they would go get a tan, they would come back, and they would look fucking hideous. Like, literally, the sexiest girls in the school would come back with these tans, and they looked fucking horrendous. And I used to say it looked like a barbecued Dorito. And then I said that on the regular guys, and we turned into a hashtag for, like, a couple weeks, like, barbecue Dorito. And oh, boy. Anyways, but one thing I loved was she put the sticker from Andy Rose, put the stick, the Playboy's buddy sticker on. I'm just putting it out there. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they do that to test how to test the tan to make sure it came out right. But, um, but yeah, the bunny thing was great, which I thought was, I thought was weird because... You know, technically, the girls are supposed to be PG. That wasn't PG. I know, and but it also is weird because WWE used to have a deal with Playboy because a lot of the a lot of the the women back in the day posed for Playboy. There once was a girl named Ashley. Yes, and there once was a girl named Tori. There once was a girl named Sable. There once was a girl named Maria. There once was a girl named Candice. There once was a, known, a girl named Trish. She never posed for Playboy. Trish Stratus played for Playboy. Yes, she did. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. Trish did not pose for Playboy. Yes, she did. I- I'm checking this shit. Hold on. I will. I, I am fact checking this right now. Let me see this. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. 50 sexiest Canadian. Is this Photoshop? Mm-hmm. WWE Divas Championship Stratus nude and uncensored yoga. Bret Hart talks wrestling. What? Mm-hmm. Fuck, was she really? Holy shit, I think she was in Playboy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Hold on. Sorry, we got breaking news here on the Boochcast. This is, <laughs> is that a real is that a real article? Yeah, I know you yep. just sent me this picture. Is this real? I think so, yeah. Is that real? Oh fuck. Yep. How did I not see that? And you're supposed to be better at this than me. But fuck you. How did I not see that? <laughs> Yeah, this is wrestling history. I'm sorry I don't know as much about Playboy as you do, <laughs> sinner. <laughs> oh, this is too good. Fucking... Oh, yeah, trying to say you're smarter than me, you little deviant. All right, let me find this freaking... This is bullshit. Okay. All right. Anyway... <laughs> Okay, I'm good. Okay, so in an interview, Nathan Fraser discusses his in-ring debut tonight. He says, Grayson Waller has a strong Twitter game, but he doesn't care because he's about to debut. Fraser says his 10-year-old self is freaking out because he's been waiting for this moment his entire life. I mean, I know what uh, Nathan Fraser is. He is a pop uh, monkey, but this was a good promo from him. He was like, he, he did the babyface promo. I yeah. enjoyed it. I was like, all right, all right. And I kind of like the guy because he's kind of got a good heart. Yeah, so, and he got, of, course, of course, he does a little Genesis quote at the end. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. All my life. Hold on. They, his 10 year old self. Oh boy. All right. So okay, next, here we, we go. Yes. So next, we catch the Creed brothers uh, training backstage. Roderick Strong tells them they need to show him they're ready tonight. They say they're in the zone. Strong says he's the leader of Diamond Mine, and what he says goes. And it's interesting he said that, but before we get into anything else, we're going to move on here. This next time here, we see uh, Indy Hartwell back. 
backstage looking at her hand with no ring on it. Duke Hudson walks in. They're alone. In real life, their partners, Persia Parada and Dexter Loomis, were released last week. Hudson goes for a kiss, and Indy says, hell no, and then they both go like, you wish, and walk away. Uh, you called it. Didn't I call it? You called it. Yeah. Now, obviously, what Zach is referring to is a conversation we had off the air, because I guess this is now a good time as any to bring it up. NXT had a fuck ton of releases last week. Um, here are the following people who have now been released from NXT. Dakota Kai, Malcolm Bivens, Dexter Loomis, Harland, Blair Baldwin, Draco Anthony, Mila Milani, Persia Parada, Sanjana George, and Raylan Devine. I did not want to bring this up. I guess this was my fault. I'm sorry, Vinny. Um, I'm going to make this short sweep. This was stupid on a lot of people, but I want to say this for another variety show. That's all I have to say. I did like I did like a lot of decisions in it, but look where we're at. Well, we kind of well, some of these we kind of have a choice but to talk about here. Um, for example, the fact that Dexter Loomis and Persia Parada are both gone, which makes again no fucking sense because you had Dexter Loomis and Duke Hudson in a storyline where they're about to become a tag team. Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell were married by far one of the greatest weddings in wrestling history and they've had a relationship that everybody got behind can i say something go ahead uh it was one of those first res- uh, uh wrestling weddings that ended that ended that did not end in a disaster no one got choked slammed no one got tombstone no one got nothing it was just when dexter Lewis says i do you and i just looked at each other I was like okay that's how i was about to say well it, it, it worked because dexter didn't speak except for that part like holy shit he talks it speaks it speaks so yeah, and, that, and the crazy part was they could have did something with this. Like I said, with Indy and Duke, instead of them having that awkward moment, you could have put them together as a couple. Have them turn on Dexter, turn on Persia Parada, Indy drops the ring, make them heels. You could have built something out of this. But instead, you just got rid of them, and now they're basically going to be sitting in limbo, not knowing what the fuck they're going to do. There are no storylines. And speaking of which, Roderick Strong's the leader of, Dynam- of, Di- of Diamond Mine. Malcolm mm. Bivens, conspicuously absent. Why? What the fuck was the point? I don't know, but did you also get the feel that Roger Shaw might have a mutiny on his hands here soon? We're going to get into that a little later, but uh, I feel mm-hmm. like with Malcolm Bivens, he could have led the mutiny or something, or maybe he says something and Roger Strong beats him up, like puts him in the hospital to write him off TV, and then that starts the mutiny. Like, there could have been something here. Again, if you know you're going to release somebody and they're involved in something high profile on television, have something to get rid of them for. Put something... Use a story like Harland. He's Joe Gacy's bodyguard and he's in the main event. So now Joe Gacy has to walk out there with no backup. That don't make no fucking sense. You have Dakota Kai who's a Wendy Chu and they're supposed to be buddies and Dakota Kai's been kind of fucked up ever since they called Raquel up to the main roster. So so that was confusing but the rest of them, now the rest of them like Blair, Draco, Mila, Sanjana, Raylan, nobody gives a fuck about them. You could cut them and send them packing because they weren't doing shit. But the guys you, if you're going to get rid of them, plan something. Like, I didn't like MSK, but if you're going to get rid of his partner, let them drop the belts on TV and then send the guy packing. That's what you do. The only time you don't do that is if the other person ain't willing to do it. And I'll bet you all these guys were willing to do it because up until April 29th, they all thought they had jobs. Fucking use your heads. All right. Well, all I got to say about that, Zach wants to save it for another day, I guess. So we'll move on to the next match of the evening. We got Grayson Wall. 
Lawler versus Nathan Fraser. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, it was enjoyable was for a second there, but it was usually the spot monkey bullshit. But what I liked when um, Chase University, whatever his name is, blew the air horn, got distracted, and then Nathan Fraser hit his finishing move like a spot monkey does. It hit the uh, one, two, three, and of course, we saw Nathan Fraser go through the second rope. Suicide dive. How many times have we seen this? It was okay. And I, like I said, Nathan Fraser is a spot monkey, but I like his heart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the match was, uh, it was I. Right. Um, I didn't think it was that entertaining. Um, I mean, usually I like Grayson Waller, but I'm not a big fan of Nathan. So I just thought the match was were goddamn ridiculous. And then the fact that an air horn causing a trip and fall, I thought was a fucking stupid finish. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I mean, it was funny, but it was just dumb. It was dumb, but it was funny. I mean, it, I mean, if you're going to do that, at least get a little closer to the ring. Because he's on the ropes. Climb up on the steps. Get it real close to him. So it does something actually distracting. I felt it was too far away. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Anything you have to say there, man? Nope, I'm good. We're going to move on. Uh, okay. We got a vignette hyping Fallon Henley as a small town girl highlights her love of horseback riding. Talks about her horse, Luna, and says the next time she sees Luna, she'll show her the contract she'll win in the women's breakout tournament. Uh, Okay. I was like, until you, uh, Fallon Henley, I do like you. And I do, I do, I do. I just, I want to see her in action. She, that was a good promo, but the way she can impress me, if I see her in action. Well, yeah. The rest I'm just like, okay, a girl who's into horses. Been there, done that, seen that before. Okay, can I say something? Yeah. She likes to ride a horse. Yep. That's what we're getting at here. Yeah, she can uh, ride. Yeah, no. <laughs> no? No. All right, moving on? Moving on. Definitely moving on. That was, <laughs> thank you for creeping I, out the audience. I'm trying not to. I'm behaving. Okay, yes. moving on. Hashtag Zach scares the white people. So anyway, we're moving on now. Fuck you, uh, you son of a... All right, so uh, we see Braun Breaker warming up backstage, and next we have the sit-down meeting between Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar. Now, oh, this was, oh. we got the mobster music playing as Santos Escobar and Legado Del Fantasma wait for Tony D'Angelo to show up. Uh, the Don of NXT arrives late to the meeting and tells Escobar he called the meeting before things escalated and got ugly. He says he's willing to look past the ways Escobar is disrespected him. Santos says he doesn't respect Tony as a businessman. He tells the Don he offered him a courtesy and D'Angelo responded with low ball offers, disrespectful actions, and attack. Tony says he's not playing games as there's enough business for both of them in NXT 2.0. Santos responds by saying they're at different points in the journey. He says maybe there's a way they can come together if Tony sits back and follows his lead. Tony says he doesn't follow anybody. Santos offers a truce and the Don of NXT apologizes. Escobar apologizes for understanding where Tony is coming from or not understanding. They agree that peace is best for business and they make a deal. The two men drink to it and Tony says he'll see him around. This was so good. Huh? Was it good? This was awesome, wasn't it? These how these meetings are supposed to go. Thought it was very well done. Yeah, yeah, of course, but the, the, like, like I, I think the Don should follow as far as leave because every time the Italians try to go in the lead of anything, they always seem to do something. <sighs> Jeez, what's that? Oh yeah, mess it up. Oh yeah, Oh, ye of little son. Listen here. See, the problem here is Santos is playing a game he don't want to. He don't want to play. Also, my biggest problem here was Wild opening his mouth because there's a rule when you have a sit down meeting between two bosses, the subordinate. 
kids keep their fucking mouths shut. That's the first primary rule. The only two people allowed to speak is boss number one and boss number two. They can talk to each other however they want. As long as there's no, as long as there's no threats, no, I mean, not no threats, but no fists are flying, no guns drawn, nothing. They're allowed to speak. The subordinates on both sides keep their fucking mouths shut. That's how I knew this wasn't a real sit down. Because in that moment, there'd be guns pointed at Wild's fucking head. Being a fucking moron. Like, shut your mouth, snap ahead, for you taste the boot. That's all I got to say about that but anyway love the sit down felt this is this is how this, see this is how the families talk it out everything seemed to be peaceful obviously shit hits the fan a little later but we ain't got time for that we got a show to recap and there's plenty more stuff we got to get into but overall as far as the atmosphere of a mobs to sit down this was done perfectly to the thing that was definitely the atmosphere this was i was watching us i was like this is fantastic yeah, man. That's how. That's... It was pretty fantastic. It was. There would be only thing better if uh, Escobar little group was Irish, but I'm just saying. <laughs> With Seamus, Finn Balor, <clears throat> a couple guys from NXT UK. Come on. Yeah. This is this is a good segment. So anyway, it was. I enjoyed it highly. Yeah. Go ahead. Then we cut to the back. Then we cut to the backstage area with the Viking mm-hmm. Raiders, who preview their match. The Creed brothers. Eric says the Creed had never been in a battle with someone like them. Ivar says prepare the battlefield. Because because the raid is here. Pretty deadly interrupts the interview and take credit for softening up the Creed brothers. The Viking Raiders say they'd be happy to shift gears and turn their attention to Pretty Deadly, and they're like, uh, nah, we're good. I saw this too. Like, like it was okay. I did, I did enjoy this. The Viking Raiders came out like, we're ready. Come on, let's do this. Let's do this. And then Pretty Deadly, the AKA what be about the Creed groupies, came out there. It's like, uh, they were talking their shit. It says like, and then uh, the Viking Raiders like, oh really? How about we just fight you? They're like, nah, we're good. And they walk, they they run away again. Yes, that's pretty much uh. That's how they do things around there. So, yeah, the Viking Raiders, uh, if they shift gears, they're winning the tag belts because I didn't, I don't see any situation where they're jobbing to Pretty Deadly. Oh, fuck no. Fuck that. No, I, no. Look, I don't like Pretty Deadly. I don't like them having the tag belts. It should be a of Creed Brothers, but I'm not doing the writing. I think you should be doing the right. Should be, but you keep kicking me out of the room. It's like, you know, all I do is bring the two things they're missing, logic and common sense. They don't want it. No, they don't. They don't want it. They want, it's like they want to keep, I doing the stupid shit. Do a better job than them. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Next, we cut to Joe Gacy, who says we're on the precipice of a new beginning. He tells everyone they should be afraid of what happens if he doesn't win, but he vows to change the world tonight. Uh, this was typical, a good uh, good promo from Joe Gacy. I miss Karma being the back there, giving that evil deathly stare, but once again, we'll see what happens with the main event. Oh yeah, NXT could very well become a safe space. Very safe. Alright, moving on. Yes, next we cut to uh, the next match of the evening. We got some tag team action here. We got Natalia and Lash Legend versus Nikita Lyons and Cora Jade. This right here was actually fucking stellar. I thought this was actually fantastic. Cora Jade put up a one hell of a fight, especially with, there was definitely a race psychology a little too much because everybody kept on shaking their ass, but otherwise than that, I thought this was actually good. That's Hey, none wrong with ass shaking from the females, especially when you got an ass to shake. And Nikita Nikita and Lash both have every right to twerk. Natalia should not twerk on this planet or any other. She did way too much. That was what I was trying to say. Wait, Natalia was twerking? Way too much. Jesus Christ. It's like, nah. Uh, yeah, dude. I was like, I 
was like that was a problem. It was a good match there, man. But it, it, the problem with the reason why Natalia lost, she kept on fucking around. Did you see that she kicked her own partner in the face? Yeah. Those two can't work together. And here in the end, we're gonna see Lash Legend against Natalia. Oh yeah, Lash is pissed because that eventually led to uh, Jade hitting the diving senton and getting the one, two, three. When she hit that diving senton, I think that was a bot. You think so? I did. She, she didn't. She didn't hit it right. She hit it, but she kind of slid. I don't know. Maybe I it's mean, because she's skinny. I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, I it, maybe it was cameras that it, it was not at the right angle. Yeah. I mean, it could be the camera. Yeah. But I'm just saying that she did she connect with the senton? Yes and no. You know, she did, what, but she didn't. From what I saw, I thought she connected. Not to me. I don't know. But I always like Cora Jade. I I, I I like her heart, and yeah, she's class A smoking hot because she's got that perfectly easy little body. But she's also a badass, and I also like her promos, and she got that little metal look, a uh, punk look to her. But I thought this match was actually really, really good. And last night, I tell you, can't work worth a shit. Yeah. The key Lions and Cora Jade sure as hell could. Yeah, they as a team. Yeah. Really good. But yeah, so this match was perfect, and Cora and Nikita got the win, and Jay got a pinfall victory over Lash Legend, which is great, because it builds up Cora Jade, because it also makes everything else look better, because I think because Nikita got the win over Lash, so now Cora gets a win over Lash, so Lash Legend obviously is um on the losing streak, but it also does, prevents Natalia from getting pinned, because eventually, we are going to see Cora Jade versus Natalia, and Cora yes, needs to yes. go over, so having her pin Lash Legend protects Natalia until they're ready to have that that one-on-one match. Yeah, that, that, that is very, very true. That's definitely going to happen. I see that as well, but like I said, this was actually really good. I thought it was going to suck, but I was actually highly impressed. I was like, well, dark, good God, this is actually good. Okay, then, moving on. Yes. We cut to another vignette. We got Tatum Paxley discussing how the power of visualization has been her match success. She discusses power of things as she visualizes herself winning, winning the women's breakout tournament. Okay, Renny, can I say something, please? Sure. Disclaimer. Following views and events that are about to be expressed belong 100% to Zach Scott and do not reflect the views of the Boochcast or its affiliates. All right, ladies, the only, uh, you, these promos are not impressing me. The only way you're going to impress me is it, what you be able to be do, able to do in the ring, okay? You say this, you say that. Everybody has said what you said in the past. So until I see you with you in the ring, Tatum Paxley, hopefully I said that right, okay? You haven't done shit. Thank you. Okay, Zach, um, you are aware that the tournament doesn't start till next week, right? Yes, I do. I just, what I'm trying to say is these promos are not impressing me. I need to see how good they're in the ring. Well, yes, we all need to see how good they are in the ring, but before we meet them in the ring, they have to introduce themselves to the audience so we know who they are and a little bit about their persona and why we should give a fuck about them. This, The whole purpose of these promos these women are doing is they're saying, hey, this is me. This is who I am. Here's a little bit about myself. Before you go out to the ring, so you go, oh, okay, that's the girl with the horse. Oh, that's the girl who power lifts. Oh, that's the girl who uh, does this or that or whatever. It's like it's they're introducing themselves so we know who they are when we see them walk out to the ring for this tournament. That way you're not going, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? I don't care about you. I don't care about you. Because they just walk to the ring and did the match. It's like, it's Tatum Paxley versus, you know, Helen Fenley. I don't give a shit. Why do I care about these two bitches? Oh, okay. She's a nice girl. She likes to ride horses. Okay, she does powerlifting. Okay, know a little bit about her. Now let's see what she got. So they have to do the introduction. That's the key thing. It's to well, establish they who they are different? so you know why you should care when they step in the ring later. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right, moving on. All right. The next, we get another vignette. We see Gigi Dolan and JC Jane out on the beach. They're talking about Mandy Rose and the tanning mishap. Next thing we know, Wendy Chu and Roxanne Perez show up and they steal their shoes and their 
their keys while they're swimming in the ocean. Wendy and Roxanne run away and make them run across hot pavement, and then they drop their keys and throw the shoes as they run away. Okay, I thought this was funny at first, but no one would be more funnier if they actually took the car, take their heads out, wave, drop their shoes, and drive away with the car. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was literally just about to say that. What is the point? Is stealing someone's car keys if you're not gonna take the fucking car? Like you, know, you got, you got like, like you kind of like, like they, they look like they walk out. All of a sudden, they see the car pull up. You're in it, and they roll down the window. And it goes, and then they goes, it goes, hey Roxanne, what? You like Mexico? Ah! You just drive off, and then maybe you throw, and maybe you throw the shoes out the window. Maybe, or you might I just do. wave and be like, "We got your shoes," as you're driving off, and they're screaming and yelling, and they're in pain because they're walking on hot pavement. Like fucking, what was the point? Well, courtesy of a good friend of ours, that's not safe. Yeah, just... but then again, it was funny. But then again, they did the leaving the the leaving the shoes. That's one thing. But you should have taken the the car. I was like, just drop the shoes as like just wave off. If if it was like WWE he was 14 flick him off in the end but you can't do that yeah like it's stupid just like yeah. easily I mean, I, oh that I, was dumb i get it and it, 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 it head for us am i supposed to be traded what did you make like this is part of your training but i was like yeah i was like it was get it but they didn't need there was one funny moment when Mandy rose got summer this right here i didn't know they really need but like i said for the third time in a row they should have taken a car yeah next we got the next match of the evening we got a t- this is the tag team match the viking raiders versus the Cree brothers. Beautiful, beautiful. This was stellar as hell. This was vicious. This was mean. This was nasty. It was back and fucking forth. I thought for a second, I knew the Cree brothers were going to win. But for a second there, I thought the Viking Raiders were going to win at first. But this was fantastic. This is why NXT is better than AEW to a certain point. Sorry, I was. Anyways, Vinny, go ahead. This was a match that could have gone either way and was fucking stellar. Both teams looked strong throughout the match. The Viking Raiders looked dominant as they should because they were the veteran tag team. The Kree brothers at times look dominant as they should because they are badasses and, in my opinion, the best tag team in NXT. So, this is a great match. And of course, Roderick Strong interferes in the end with that flying knee to take out you know, one of the Viking Raiders. In the end, the Kree brothers get the win and then, of course, they're pissed off because they find out that Roderick Strong interfered, which they didn't know until they saw the replay and they weren't happy with the interference because that's not how they want to do things. All Roderick cares about is hey man a win's a win dude so it looks like this team is gonna implode this faction is gonna implode but either way this is a stellar tag team match I think it was the match of the night yeah I have to probably agree with you on that yeah it was, it was fantastic I was I was I was watching it I was like good god this is great. I was like, finally, something good to watch. It was good tag team. It wasn't what we see now. You know what I mean. Yes, exactly. Alright, moving on. Yes, so we cut to, we have Escobar who approaches AJ Galante in the parking lot and says Tony D'Angelo lucky to have someone like him. Losing him would hurt Tony. Escobar then attacks Galante and Legato Del Fantasma abducts him. Once again, this is going to be I can see this coming as soon as I showed up. I was like, okay, yeah, he gets kidnapped and then he can be held ransom. There's going to be a match, but otherwise it's it's like, I will see where this goes. Yeah. All I gotta say is this. I don't know about him. At least this time in NXT, we saw somebody get captured in a way that was actually fucking believable. 
Exactly. Because I remember back when Legato was first started, they were kidnapping people, throwing people in vans, and the people were literally just walking into the... They were grabbing their arms. They were basically walking them into the van. No attempt to fight back. No nothing. At least Escobar need him in the groin or need him in the ribs. So when they grabbed him, he was already hurt. And AJ's not even a fucking wrestler. But he's a decent-ass guy. Yeah. But I'm saying, even though he wanted a wrestler, they still did it in a believable way that yep, they'd never yeah, done before. So that was one way. The other, But the other thing is, they're basically trying to... Uh, extend this rivalry, which I don't know why, unless you're really gonna, I don't know how this is gonna end. Is it gonna end with like Tony D beating up Escobar and putting him out of business or whatever? I'm telling you right now, Tony D needs to be the Don of NXT. I'm sorry. He's, I, in my opinion, he's better than Escobar. Oh yeah, of course he is. Because the whole emperor like of Lucha Libre ain't working. No, it's not. What he has is way better. I just give you, I just give him crack because I'm Irish and he's Italian. Yes, I know. But, I, it's just a joke. Anyways, uh, but this right here, I was like, okay, Okay, we'll see where this goes in the end. Like he said, Vinny, and he called it. Once you be right once again, it's going to be Tony D against uh, the one of you, Pablo Escobar. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. So next we cut to a vignette with um, who we thought was Kaylee Ray, but apparently she's being renamed Alba Fire and says the smallest spark can lead to a big fire. She says she'll ignite her rebirth next week. Good promo. I just want to see her in the ring. Here's my question. What? The fuck is the point of the name change? I don't know. I mean, well, Kaylee Ray well, was just fine. Well, look what they did with Pete Dunne. Well, yeah, but I understand that. He went to the main roster. I don't know, but at least there was a valid reason for that. Why change Kaylee Ray? She literally had a finisher revolving around her name. She had a lot of shit revolve around her name. Now you changed to Alba Fire. It's like when they changed Walter to Gunter. Nobody knows why the fuck that happened. But I mean, they explained it in a good way, but still. I'm tired of the name changes. Yeah, they're getting to be ridiculous. So then... Goddamn ridiculous. Yes. So then we cut to the backstage area with Josh Briggs, who vows to avenge Von Widener's attack on Brooks Jensen. And the doctors ask why his right hand is stronger than his left and estimates that he'll be back in six to eight weeks. I think I did not pause this when because I, I had to go grab a beer. Benny, I did not see this. I apologize. What do you think? Well, they're asking why his right hand is stronger than his left hand. Basically, they're insinuating and implying that there's a lot of jacking off going on. <laughs> This is literally a masturbation joke that went on way longer than it should have. Oh my god, I should have gotten that. Thank you, Vinny. <laughs> and it's like, because your right arm is so strong, instead of being out for 10 to 12 weeks, you're going to be out for 6 to 8 weeks. Well, you got more time to jerk off in the time. Well, no, now he's got to learn how to jerk with his left hand because his right hand's in a sling and a brace. Oh god, switching hands, I don't think I can do that. Yeah, now, now you got to go, now, now you got to give the left hand some attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's righty and lefty. Which one's better? We'll never know. Okay, yeah. moving on. <laughs> God, we're that out. We're going to hell. We're going to get letters. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> we're going to get letters. All right, moving on. Josh, who's your favorite little rascal? Straight to alfalfa or Spanky? Center. <laughs> Okay, please don't say Yeah, I think, I, I, you know what? He has plenty of time to watch his favorite comedian. What's his name? Uh, Buddy <laughs> Wackett? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Okay, stop. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Okay, oh, on that note, we're moving on to the main event of the evening for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker defends the title against Joe Gacy. Stellar, didn't he? Oh, it was badass. It was great. It was fantastic. It was it was good. I was like, oh yeah, Joe Gacy put up a freaking fight. For a second, I thought Joe Gacy for a moment of the match had the uh, upper hand. And back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden, Joe Gacy had to do that cheerleading bullshit. And Braun Breaker moved out of the way. Hit the spear. One, two, three. It was actually fantastic. But did you notice a hooded figure? Yeah. 
Yes. Who do you think that is? I have no idea. Me neither. I thought it was his dad at first, just distracted. But I was like, well, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, what, Scott? I was like, his dad wearing a hooded figure? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Unless his dad's going to, like, turn heel or something. Like, maybe Joe Gacy manipulates his dad into joining his side. I don't fucking know. But what I found the most confusing was at the end, the two guys, they have two guys on the apron while Joe, while, while Braun Breaker's celebrating. And then again, it's one of those things where NXT goes off the air. Why? Mm. So what happens? Does Braun Breaker turn around? Does he attack them? Do they attack him? What the fuck's going to happen? I hate when they do this shit where it's like, oh, we're going to choose like a TV show and give you a cliffhanger. It's like, no. Uh, stare them down. Let them back down. Do something. If you're not going to attack him, what the fuck you standing there for? I don't know, man. We're just gonna stand on the apron. Fucking morons. Then, but outside of that, this this was a solid match. Gacy and Braun Breaker had amazing chemistry, and of course, in the end, Braun Breaker won, which he should have. Because all due respect to Joe Gacy, Braun Breaker is not even close to being done with his title reign yet, and um, he's definitely getting better and better in the ring. A whole lot better and better at the mic too. Yeah. So, I, but all together, they're uh, Vinny Bucci. Because this was actually better than I thought it was. I saw the card. I was like, I'm like, damn. It's like, see, see, why can't you make us, I don't know, maybe pay somebody for it? Because that right there was great. Yeah. Okay. I was like, NXT, you made me happy. Good start. Good finish. Bravo. <laughs> Suck it, Tricky. <laughs> yes, very good match. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up uh, this recap of uh, NXT Spring Break-In. Uh, Zach, as always, I appreciate you taking time. Everybody's going to join us and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely. I will be here. That's usually my day off where I drink and smoke and drink and smoke, sleep, drink and smoke and drink and sleep some more. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify, Spotify, Breaker, Breaker, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Check out our YouTube channel with all of our video content. That's where we keep it all right there on YouTube. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when new content will be posted. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next one will be Saturday, July the 30th for WWE SummerSlam. Uh, we got two plans in the works for um, the watch party. One of them will be implemented. Uh, it'll either be myself and Buff doing it from Tampa or the Boochcast team here in Georgia will be doing it. We'll figure that out in the coming months. Also, uh, uh, we got our D&D show coming soon, as well as our Boochcast booking battle uh, between myself and Elvis Delinsky to see who's the better booker man. Uh, also, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We've got three levels you can donate at. The first level you can donate at is for 99 cents per month. This is for the fans who want to help out but don't have a lot of money to spend. We know you guys are hardworking men and women out there. Last thing we would ever ask you guys to do is sacrifice the ba- a payment or break the bank or feel guilt tripped into giving us money that you can't afford to give because you got bills to pay and mouths to feed so if you the best thing you can do is listen to the show and spread the link to everyone you know you're still doing us a great service but if you want to put a little skin in the game 99 cents level is for you it's just 99 cents you're not going to miss it but it'll help us out a great deal because every little bit helps us keep this show alive and thriving but if you got extra money to spend you can go 
to the second level if you'd like, which is for $4.99 per month. Same amount of money we would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. I know everything is sold to the Peacock. You got nowhere to put that $9.99. Say $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content than that work and unlike the wwe we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want the option of paying with a credit card or with gpay and the best part is all the money we raise goes back into this show in some capacity we use it to upgrade our equipment we use it to bring in bigger name guests pay our bills and take care of the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the boochcast a success if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work anchor.fm slash the boochcast slash support is how you make that happen and then if there's any money left over when it's all said and done we use the rest of the money to feed this guy over here his ramen noodles that he loves so much and we try it doesn't seem like we're trying folks but we really are we're giving it our best effort here to get no, him laid and no hold the fuck off hold on no you don't if you did i'd be hey i heard you're afraid of ditties hey i heard you're afraid of helplessness hey i heard you're afraid of this and everybody else will fuck off hey we keep trying to get you to drown and pussy but you keep grabbing the life preserver and pulling yourself out you wuss and until next time this is Vinny until next time this is Vinny Bucci aka the Booch saying keep on living life and take care this has been the Booch cast talk to you guys next time until then pizza baby well I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye goodbye so long so long farewell farewell be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.